Morning, everyone. There's a um, well done, Michael. We've got another song leader in our midst, and uh, Kelton. I think I appreciate Kelton sharing and confessing for himself, and, and that. And so there's going to be a time of confession afterwards. Anybody else wants to confess for pride and all that kind of thing that they're walking through life with? But no, I I appreciate that story because there's uh, you know, that's that's such a a great thought as we can be looking where we shouldn't be and we miss out on what's most important and seeing where we're going ahead. Going ahead and we run into a parked car. And um, we're, Kelton, where's Kelton at? There's, he's there in the back. You're probably not the only person that's run into a parked car. Who else has run into a parked car? Okay, you don't need to confess. That's, but yeah, it happens. And uh, that's, a, that's a great illustration of, of that concept. There was, uh, I, I, my Sylvia and myself, we just drove back in last, yesterday evening from the Billings Youth Rally and we have a whole crew of kids that's there this weekend and there was a great spirit. Um, hopefully there's some... What we prayed for at the beginning of Youth Rally is at the time for the middle school and high school kids that are there, that their hearts be touched and they look more like Jesus when they, they leave today. And so we can uh, continue to pray for safe travels and just spiritual direction as our, our kids uh, come back to... to um, uh, the ones that are there at the Billings Youth Rally come back to us here this afternoon. And I was going to continue on with Luke this morning, but the lesson that I shared there, I just thought, man, I, this, is, I, this is impactful for me, and I've, it's been encouraging for me, and so I think it would be encouraging for the crew here in Belgrade. So we're going to postpone going back to Luke one more week, and I'm going to share what I shared at the, uh, the youth rally there, and the theme was uh, what being treasure hunters uh, from Psalm 119 talks about I've hidden your treasure in me talking about God's word I've hidden it in me so that I may not sin against you and, and I can can walk as, as you want me to and so the the lesson that I was given to share with the kids was that we are God's plan to share the treasure and so I spent some time with the kids to start with just asking them what are the treasures we have in Christ and, and we walked through that a bit. And even before that, I asked him, what is something that, that you have that you consider a great treasure for yourself? And I asked the kids, and they gave some different responses. And some of them said, my hunting rifle, my soccer ball, different, different things that, that came up. And then somebody said, my Bible. And, then, you know, what do you say after that? I mean, of course, okay, you're more spiritual than all the rest of us. That's great. You know, that's, that's amazing. Um, people said their families, all that... that um, and, and it, was, it was a good time of sharing there, because all of us have something that we, we value greatly, whether it be relationships, um, our, uh, our Bibles that, that we, we carry around and we, they become something that's very important to us. Uh, there is um, something that I, I thought about is, is years ago my, my dad gave me as a gift a hunting knife that I, I carry with me during this time of the year. And, and a few years ago my dad gave my son one as well. And so at the youth hunt here the last few days, there was um, Luke and I were both over an animal that he, he uh, was most blessed to be able to take. And it was neat to be able to see this knife that my dad had given him and the knife that my dad had given me and us working together over this deer. And just uh, it was something that it meant a lot to me, uh, just that there is a part of being a crooks is that's something we're, we're given and, and uh, just the, that those times are... Or times that can be spiritual times that help us grow together and and um, and become more what God wants us to be. So that was just something you may be sitting there thinking, why on earth hunting knife? I don't care about that. It's just sometimes there are something that we have is is special to us because of who gave it to us or or the attachment we have there. 
As we moved into, I asked the kids, what is something that we have in Christ that you treasure? And there was a willow from the church here volunteered to take notes. And so she took notes, and we started with the kids. Was that me, Lee? It wasn't. Okay. All right. Because it was me and Billings. I messed up, and I accidentally hit the button while we were singing, and it was worse than that. And so, anyway, okay. All right. So with technology, I'm just used to it being my fault, and so that's a, I prepare for that. So anyway, here we go. So Willow went in and uh, took notes on, on what the different kids said. And here it is, and I think this is really neat, is our treasure in Christ. And she wrote down what people said twice, because we asked the kids first, and then asked the adults who were in the back of the room. And uh, so the adults repeated some of the things. So salvation... It's one of the things we have, being saved. And that was mentioned twice. Peace was mentioned twice. Future insecurity. Then joy and hope. And just having Christ. Patience, self-control, kindness, faithfulness. And I said, okay, wait a minute. I see what you guys are doing here. You see what they're doing? They started going through the fruit of the Spirit, the song. And they started coming up with those and saying, those are some of the great treasures we have in Christ. I said, okay, you guys are good. Well done. Church family. Love of God, confidence that we have in the future, uh, wisdom, guidance, grace, forgiveness, Holy Spirit, and the fact that God walks with us through life. And most all of that came from the kids, and I thought that was some, a great insight as far as what our treasures are in Christ. And I know as part of my own spiritual journey, I walked through a time where I, I tried to think, okay, I know that I grew up being taught that Jesus is God, that he came, died for my sins, was raised, and because of that, that's the gospel, that's the good news, and therefore I'm supposed to follow that and give my life to it. But my question was, what if that is not correct? And I need to sniff this out myself. And I did it very quietly, but I sniffed that out myself, and what I did through that process is became more convinced than ever that Christianity is the best news on the face of the earth. And as I dug into to the evidence that is there for, for Scripture being what it is, being the words of God, and Jesus actually physically raising from the dead like Scripture says, I compared that to some of the things that were out there in history. And we can go through that another time. It's some fascinating stuff that really gave my faith some muscle. But what I came away with is the blessings that we have and the treasures we have in Christ is better than anything else that is out there. The religions of the world mostly end in bad news or at best mediocre news for the future. But in Christ, we have something much better. We have the future, as David Eder talked about last week, is the future is so much better than the past that we can go forward being excited about what the future is, even if our body is wasting away, even if we are, are feel like the aches and pains of age get to us at some point in time, even if we're in an accident and we can never walk again, the future is better than the past in Christ. That's what we have, because this great treasure of all the stuff that I just read here. And when we walk through the New Testament, there is more, many, many more treasures that we can talk about that we have in Christ. And so we have the best news in the history of the world. And so I'm going to take a time out from there. We're going to come back to the news that we have, or the treasure that we have here in just a minute. And I want to talk for a few minutes about the importance of sharing. And I'm going to read from a couple of articles here, a couple of quotes, that, were, that I came across this last week that um, I find it 
helpful for myself. When someone comes from a completely non-Christian perspective and comes to the same conclusions that Jesus has shared with us already. Hey, that, that, that gives me some, I find that very insightful. And so what I'm going to, to quote from today is a magazine, and I found, it's an online magazine that I found, that I was, uh, this article popped up and I read through it, and it's from Everyday Feminism Magazine. And so you may not have come this morning thinking I was going to quote from Everyday Feminism Magazine, but I am. And this lady is named Cynthia Kane, and she has some great insights. And what she comes from, where she, she, she comes to is says, when I was 29, I had a boyfriend, and he told me it was strange that I didn't share my food with him. And she said, I thought about that, and I thought, why on earth should I share my food with you? It's my food. My food's my food. Your food's your food. Stay on your own plate, and I'll stay on my own plate, is, is basically what she says in a humorous way. And she says... What I realized is I, I looked it up in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and to share means to simply let someone else have or use a part of something that belongs to you. That's what sharing is. And she said, what I, real, what I thought is, what I realized, as she shares here, little by little, I started asking others if they wanted to try my food. I opened up about my wants and needs, and soon sharing became a way of authentically connecting not only to others, but also to myself. And she talks about how as children we learn how to share our toys and our time because it's not something that we're born knowing or we wrestle with it anyway. And so as adults, since the concept is driven into us as children, you'd think that we'd be more open to sharing, and clearly um, that's not always the case, you know, speaking of herself. She said, but believe it or not, sharing is scientifically proven to boost our personal well-being. And so she gives five different things or reasons why sharing is good. Number one... Sharing feels good, and she talks about why sharing uh, triggers some different um, hormones in our body that when we give of ourselves to someone else, there's great blessings, and it makes us feel good. And she said, a lot of my thought patterns focused on what I was losing whenever I was asked to share or wherever I felt like I was going to share. Like, if I have to share my food, I'm losing something here. And she said, I didn't realize all the things that I was gaining by sharing my food. And she said, when we give of our time, love, friendship, advice, whatever, what we're really doing is expressing more of who we are. So we're not losing anything because what's actually happening is that we're giving ourselves more an opportunity to be authentic, which in turn makes us feel better. And so what she's sharing is, sharing makes us feel good. And it's, it's almost a selfish perspective, but it's true, is that when we share, it does something for us. Okay? We haven't got to anybody else yet, but sharing is good for us. Number two, sharing makes us grateful. There's times where um, it talks about how um, she's had trouble figuring out how to uh, use the parking machine at a, at a grocery store, and that's not really our context here. But how many of you have, have struggled with a red box at some point in time and somebody comes along and says, hey, I can help you with that, or something along those lines? You know, we struggle with something and somebody comes here out of the blue and says, oh, I can help you with that. Or someone pulls us out of a ditch when it's snowy. We're extremely grateful that somebody else shared of their time and their wisdom in order to, to bless us. And so it makes us grateful. When we share with other people, it makes them grateful for, for what we've done for them. And the more we share, the more gratitude we bring into our own lives. Number three, sharing increases trust. And it talks about how all of us have, have gone through times where we shared something and, and there was our trust was betrayed and all that kind of stuff. And basically what she says is 
we need to kind of get over that because we share with people and trust people all the time that we don't know. Whenever we're driving down a highway and there's someone coming from the other direction in a car, we trust that they're not going to come over the yellow line. And when that trust is broken, it's hard. You know, all of that. that We live by trusting people we don't know all the time. So what would happen if we just went out of our way and decided we were going to trust the people around us more? Even when we've been hurt, even when it's been, been hard, we just continue to trust because that's what we need to do as people to better the human race as she, as she shares it. Number four, sharing makes life real. When important events happen, whether good or bad, sharing them with others makes them come to life. And other people get to share in the, the great things that are happening in life. And sharing also, number five, means you're not alone. And, and what she discovered, she said, the more I learned to share with others, the more I realized I wasn't just myself walking alone against everybody else. I learned that I was walking along side by side with people uh, that were going through some of the same things I was doing or, or wrestling with. And she said, thinking... We can live life without letting others have or use part of what belongs to us can make us feel isolated, almost like no one in the world cares or could understand. But when we share with others, what we learn is that we're actually creating more joy, gratitude, trust, and community, and not only for ourselves, but also for the world around us. Man, great thoughts there. Great thoughts. And this is from someone that doesn't come from a a spiritual perspective at all, but just saying, if we don't share, it's really, really bad for us, personally. There's another article here uh, that I ran across. This is from an online magazine called Travel and Technology. And what it, it shares from the perspective of sharing of our thoughts and ideas. And when we sit down and we, we sit down over coffee or hot chocolate or, or something with someone, and we start sharing where our thoughts are, what happens is... They learn from us, we learn from them, we, sharp, we sharpen each other. And as, as he shares, that sometimes giving someone else information that could completely change the way we see things. By sharing, we have the power to help people understand themselves and issues that we face in our overly complicated world today. And as we continue to share, we continue to grow and we continue to, to refine our perspective on life. And all of us grow by sharing it's, it, In conclusion, he says, by sharing, we enable each other to make the world a better place. And that's why sharing is so important. There's two articles that talked about how important it is for us to share. And many of us, as we're coming into the Christmas season here before long, we're going to see the Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol on TV. Now, how many of you have read The Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens? Okay, you guys are awesome. Uh, that's a story of Ebenezer Scrooge. Remember, he's just this kind, warm, fuzzy, just wonderful guy, right? No, he's, he's, in fact, his name, if someone says, you're a Scrooge, it's not a compliment, is it? Because we know where that comes from. Because Ebenezer Scrooge was this wealthy, wealthy businessman who just hoarded all the money for himself. And he was cranky and he was angry and he lived in this cold house by himself. And the people that worked for him were kind to him and he just blew them off. And so Ebenezer Scrooge goes to bed one night and he has a dream and there's three ghosts visiting. The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, the ghost of Christmas future. And all of them basically say, you're a bad dude and you're missing out on a whole lot here the way that you're acting. And he wakes up and he's totally changed, he's totally transformed and he learned a very important lesson that it is important to share. If you don't share, 
it tears you up inside. A great classical historical story that's, that's fantastic. And so that is a spiritual concept, and we see that in all sorts of different ways, how important it is for us to be people that share. And here's the, here's the cliff notes of what we just walked through. Sharing is good for you. It's good for others. And we were designed to share for others, with others. That's, God has designed us to be people that, that operate that way. Okay, so let's put these couple of things together. We've got the dr- greatest treasure in the world that we carry around in us, and we are designed as people to share. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to read part of this, and this is the text that I was given. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'll start reading in verse 6. It says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Okay, the Hallbach boys, I gave you something to pass out. Now's a good time. Go ahead and start passing those out. Thank you, fellas. And there's an exercise I did with the the teenagers, and I'll give you guys the opportunity to do this as well. And verse 7, but we have this... Paul is saying, let the light shine. And Paul says here, continues on verse 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Okay, um, he talks about a clay jar here. And I have seen some pottery that's beautiful, and I'm not an expert, but there's pottery that I've looked at and I thought, man, that's beautiful, that's amazing, that's gorgeous. There's a, a place in Italy that's known for Deruta, it's known for its, its pottery, that you can go there and you can look and, and just see this, this amazing pottery that is made by this little community up in the mountains there in Italy. And I've seen some really bad pottery. Um, I've made some bad pottery. Okay? I know what that looks like. And, and there was, a, you know, someone mentioned at the, the, the youth rally, I mentioned how many of you have done pottery and, and one kid said, yeah, I've done it and my mom likes it. <laughs> I thought, okay, that doesn't count, all right? Because our moms like everything we do, right? That's how it works. But there's sometimes that a pottery is functional, but it's something you put up there on the shelf and it, it may have cracks in it, it may look like it's worn, but it's not something that's really beautiful to look at. And I think all of us feel that way at times. Uh, there is insecurities that we carry through life. There's, there's things that we, we think about ourselves that, that maybe are, are uh, we just wish that I was different in some way. How many of you honestly have felt that at times? I wish that I was different in some way. I'm too introverted or I'm too extroverted or I don't like the way I look or I don't like the way my clothes fit or you know, whatever else. I wish that I, had, I, I, was, I was more exciting. Whatever it may be, all that's lies of Satan. That's all it is. As we've talked about, God made you to be amazing just the way you are. And your job is to be the best you you can be. And that's what God's designed you for. And so Paul's point here is that we may look like this worn out clay jar that's nothing really phenomenal or exciting from the outside. But when you look inside... There's a treasure inside that is amazing because we're carrying around this treasure of the message of Jesus in everything we do. And Paul shares about from his own experience. He says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around us in, the bo- in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we know who... For we who are alive also are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life 
is at work in you. And so maybe Paul is sharing, as he's gone around and he's shared the message of Jesus with so many people, I feel like I'm beat up. I may feel like I'm not so great looking on the outside. I may feel like I've got, I'm just this, this worn out clay jar. And when the authorities come and, and I get arrested from time to time and I'm thrown in jail, I imagine they think, who is this guy? What on earth is this? This? I heard about this, this way or this, this, these teachings of Jesus are going out. And this guy, this guy, this unspectacular guy is the one that's carrying this message. And Paul says, I may look like I'm beat up on the outside or I may not like stuff about myself, but inside of me, there is a treasure that I cannot help but share with the people around me because it's so good and it's so amazing. Continue on verse 13. He says, It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. And so... Because Jesus raised from the dead, there's this great treasure in me. I just keep sharing it, knowing that thanksgiving comes from God because of it. Verse 16, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we, may, we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Now my, I shared uh, last Wednesday night that um, my step-grandfather passed away on Saturday. Um, kind of amazing story. My, my grandfather the one that preached in Montana years ago, was passed away when I was two years old. And so I have one memory of his presence. I must have been on my hands and knees, and he was there, just his presence. And that's, that's all I remember. But when I was uh, eight or nine years old, my grandmother um, was contacted by somebody that was, had been her high school sweetheart. His wife had passed away. Her husband had passed away. And uh, they started hanging out, and my grandmother said, hey, you're going to walk with me through life. You better get on board spiritually. And boy, he did. And he um, uh, got on board spiritually, and he uh, and my grandmother were married. I'm, I'm not sure. I've got to check, but almost 30 years, I think, they were married uh, together. And my grandmother passed away shortly before I moved here to Belgrade of Alzheimer's that had taken her. A tough, tough farm lady spent two and a half years in hospice and would not give up. You know, tough, tough lady. And he walked by her side through all that time. And he passed away this last Saturday night. And, and so I'm flying out here this week. I'll be back on Saturday. But to go down and, and participate in, in his memorial service. But it was, what was amazing is, is that the last picture I saw of him, I don't think I would have recognized him if I saw him in person. You know, he looked like... You know, the, the sickness he had had taken such uh, a beating on his body. The last time I talked with him, he said, Chris, great to hear from you. Hope things are going well. And he was a man that learned to love God. And he's gone to be with God. Even though the outward self was wasting away, the inward self, it was growing and becoming something more beautiful and amazing. It says, verse 17, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And Paul's point as he's walking through all of this, trying to remind the people here, is that we were made to display this treasure inside of us. We've got this beautiful, wonderful treasure, the message of Jesus, that we have inside of us, and we were designed to share that with the people around us. And so, 
We can't keep that to ourselves. We can't just, just bundle it up and say, this is my treasure, it's great, I'm not sharing it. We don't function well spiritually when we're like that. But when we realize this great blessing that we have, the great treasures we have in Jesus, and we're willing to share that with others, what happens is the more we share, the more we're blessed, and it's the opposite of how it works in, in our world. Now, we're having life groups afterwards. If you uh, don't have life group, um, talk to Rob Robinson. You can join one or wait for somebody to invite you, and you're welcome to come. Um, we're going to have breakfast at our house. If you want to eat at our house afterwards, you're welcome. Um, so all the rest of the life greeters got, got a wrestle for you now. I've been given a, a general invitation there. But it was, uh, if you know, we sit down for lunch, if you participate in a life group today and, and someone says, well, I want part of your pancake or, or whatever it's going to be, you know, your response might be, well, I, if I give away part of my pancake, then I'm going to lose out on something right there. But when we share the treasure of Jesus, we lose absolutely nothing. It just multiplies and multiplies and multiplies with others. So the handout that you have right here, here is some thoughts to consider and to walk through. God has called us to share the message of Jesus with others. First of all, it takes us accepting it. If you have not accepted Jesus, chosen to approach him in faith, repentance, and baptism, and chosen to follow him and be his disciple, then let's talk, okay? Because you're missing out on something wonderful and great. And if you feel like you've gone through life and you think, well, I accepted it, but just kind of, oh. Well, then decide today that you're going to recommit to the most important and the greatest treasure that you have inside of you. Accept it. Display it. Walk through life as you being the best you and demonstrating Christ the best way you can in every situation. Wake up every morning saying, I'm God's today, a part of his mission, and I'm going to carry this treasure with me and see how it can just just radiate from me in, in some form or fashion. And I'm going to share it with people as, as any way I can. I'm going to share it through example. I'm going to share it through word. And I know that there in the back that I keep some Bible studies that I use from the book of Luke. But it's just really simple. And, and I know that's, that's intimidating, that's spooky. And, and sometimes it is for me still, after all these years of doing this a lot with people, as walking people into how to become a Christian, there is a... There's an aspect that uh, that's always always difficult because that means big life changes for anybody that comes to Christ. But it's the greatest treasure in the world, and any one of us that have come to Christ can sit down and say, you know, I don't know exactly what to say here, but I know how this has changed my life, and I want to share the story of Jesus with you. Would you read the book of Luke with me? And you grow together, and I don't know how many people that I've done that with, that I've known, you know, all over the world. Others do this on a regular basis. Many of you participate in this on a regular basis. And people come to know Jesus because of the message that they see there. And it changes their lives. And so that's my encouragement to myself and to all of, all of us this week, is accept the message of Jesus. we got this greatest treasure in the history of the world that we carry around with us as these clay pots. And our job is just accept it, display it, and share it and watch what God may do through each one of us, day in, day out. If you would like to become a Christian or you'd like prayers of the church, the elders are waiting in the back and they would are, are willing to, to pray with you or walk with you through whatever you're walking through in life. And uh, you never have to do that alone. Let's stand and sing together.